Hello and welcome to episode 63 of Feckin' Metal. I'm your host, Fergal Trainer. I haven't said that in a while. Would you believe I actually have to go and check Spotify now to see which episode number I'm on? So yes, uh, I haven't been here in a long time. I almost missed the entire month of August. Managed to scrape in on the 31st. But I finally edited the remaining episode in the Virtual Eleven series I've been doing with everyone's favourite Canadian, Andrew DeBroy, who you might remember from such previous episodes of Feckin' Metal as Virtual Eleven episode 1, 2, 3 and 4. And of course everybody knows that the fifth instalment in film franchises are always the best, examples being Rocky Five, Halloween Five, but the main exception to that rule being Die Hard 7, Seventh Hard, featuring Tony Iommi, with the subtitle My Journey Through Heaven and Hell with John McClane. But in all seriousness, there were a couple of reasons why I avoided this episode like the plague. I knew it was going to be a difficult edit. Back when it was recorded, back in April, bear that in mind as well for the end of the episode when we talk about dates that have way since passed. Back when we recorded this, I was working with my dodgy old Blue Yeti mic. And there were a number of episodes I had recorded on that microphone and it was heartbreaking to edit them because... I hate when my mic sounds bad on an episode where it's going in and out of like your left and your right ear and things like that. Um, And there were other issues with the mic as well. There was feedback and things. And it just annoys me when I'm when I've got several episodes in the can and I realize afterwards that they all have mic issues and I didn't realize during the recording. And it took me a while to approach that group of episodes. This was the last one remaining. The other reason mainly is because by the time we got to this song, which was at the end of a three-hour conversation, the third of three three-hour conversations that we'd had, THs all over that, um, we were shit-faced and we'd been drinking cans and it was a long night and it was a long uh, few episodes as well. So we repeated ourselves ad nauseum. I cut out a lot of it, but there's a lot that's left in and God help you if you make yourself, or if you make your way through it, uh, I commend you. By the time you've listened to the end of this episode, if you do make it to the end, you'll have listened to us talking about Virtual Eleven for over seven hours. So fair fucks to anybody who does that. Um, But it was great to see a lot of new listeners joining in the listening group or just becoming listeners of Feckin' Metal based solely on this series. There's a number of people I've interacted with with over the last several months who have first started listening to Fagin Metal based on the fact that we were doing an Iron Maiden album and specifically this album it seems to appeal to that kind of um, type of fan who you know likes hearing about the albums that people don't talk about too much and that's certainly the type of album I like to talk about myself and Andrew as well but yeah over seven hours of Virtual Eleven um, I will try and get Andrew on at some point in the near future for a summary of the feedback we've received and just to kind of go over the whole series that we did and maybe talk about some things we might do in the future so it'll be even more than seven hours god help you all just in some quick news from my end i did a recent interview with mick wall also about iron maiden we touched on many different topics i went through the band's career uh, as well as i could within the space of an hour and a bit uh, chronologically with mick and there were several stories that i heard from mick that i'd never heard from him before and i have talked about iron maiden with mick before and he obviously wrote a book on them and has appeared on many podcasts and it's one of the bands he's most closely associated with and i was still learning new information things i'd never heard from any other source so that is currently available on his patreon account but those episodes tend to find their way to his regular feed which is simply called mick wall and it's available on spotify apple podcasts all of those places that we get things. Um, yes, sorry. I also wanted to say, and I touched on it a few seconds ago, there's a lot of stuff at the end of this podcast where I talk about how it was recorded in April and it was supposed to be three episodes, blah, blah, blah. I didn't want to edit it out because there were relevant pieces of information that, or things that we were talking about that I wanted to keep in and it would have just been too jumpy and all over the place. But yeah, these were recorded many months ago and it was supposed to be a series of three, turned into a series of five. But there you go. The shit happens. Uh, I recently also conducted an interview with all three members of Armstrong Gun, and their debut album is out now on Bandcamp on the new wave of traditional heavy metal full albums channel, where you can listen to it in full, of course, um, and on Spotify and other places as well. It's a self-titled first album from the band. Uh, I spoke to Dan, Cameron and Lewis. Obviously, I've known Dan a long time, but I'd never spoken to Cameron or Lewis before, and it went really well. I've only done one of those types of interviews before where I spoke to multiple members of Eliminator at the same time, and this one actually worked out really well, and that one will be coming to you next. And speaking of podcasts, um, I haven't 
said in a very, very long time, speaking of podcasts, that's the most tenuous segue I've ever come up with in my entire life. By its very nature, what I'm saying now is a podcast. Anyway, I want to acknowledge a couple of ones I've been listening to recently that I've never mentioned before. Um, so the first is from from the depths, from the depths, from the depths. So many THs in that. It's like it's there to troll me. Actually, um, Stephen from Out the Sea was on this podcast with Emmett, the host, who's a fellow Irishman who's been doing podcasting and radio work uh, related to it for the last three years or so. Uh, Stephen from Out the Sea was on an episode of From the Depths recently, and they were mocking how I can't pronounce my THs. Well, Emmett wasn't, in fairness. Stephen was, and it was because I had told him that I struggled with it. It's something I've been working on over the last couple of years, doing feckin' metal, and I do try and pronounce them, them. Uh, but clearly, but I just, it's, it doesn't come naturally to me. I just struggle with it sometimes. But anyway, uh, but Emmett has been doing podcasting for a couple of years and some radio stuff before that. And he, as I said, he's a fellow Irishman. I'll actually be meeting him in uh, Germany at Keep It True Rising 2 for the first time in a little under a month. Um, and he has guests on, like I would on Feckin' Metal, but he also has roundtable discussions. Um, some of his friends, Irish metal fans, talk about what they're listening to. A recent episode was about gigs in the post-pandemic era, which I found really interesting. He also had Alan Averill from Primordial on, somebody who has eluded me, or maybe I just haven't had the balls to ask yet for Feckin' Metal. Um, so I recommend that podcast. Uh, give a fella Irishman a chance. I give his podcast a chance, and I know some of you already have. Um, I know Melissa from Metal Chat with Melissa gave you a listen and enjoyed it. The other one is something you'll probably have seen me talking about on Twitter. And by the way, that's at Feckin' Metal Cast if you want to contact me there. And that's And Volume for All, hosted by the enigmatic Quinn. I don't know his surname. But um, this one is, is something that's a few episodes up now, four, I think. And it is a very interesting take on the history of heavy metal. The topic itself, when you listen to it, just set out, oh, it's the history of heavy metal. Well, no one's ever done that before. Well, they have, of course, but no one's ever done it like Quinn does it. And I'd imagine he spends a very long amount of time planning each episode, but it doesn't come off as rehearsed or staged. It comes off as articulate, funny, well-informed, and very interesting. And there was a really interesting take on the Black Album on his most recent episode, which I'd never really heard from that angle before so that's and volume for all uh, it's like dot 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 so i think that's called an ellipses and volume for all he's also on twitter there as well if you're looking for him um that's gonna do it for this intro i'm gonna get to the episode now part five of my virtual 11th series with andrew de Broy. so yeah enjoy i suppose on to the next song on to the last song of the album so um I don't know about you but I was trying to I was trying to look up um so in the song he says como esta yeah amigo right and so but the song is called como este este I don't know how to pronounce that I apologize to any spanish is this is and it's spanish I assume right it's not uh like portuguese or something I'm pretty sure that's spanish I don't want to uh <laughs> for Somebody's listening to this is probably yelling at us. Um, let me check. But I'm pretty sure because it's about the um, Falk, Falkland Island War, right, in 1982 in Argentina. And in Argentina, I'm pretty sure they speak Spanish. Yeah, it's Spanish. It's Spanish. It's Spanish. How are you, friends? Yeah. Okay. Right. So the este, estes. So, the, yeah, like, this, this threw me con- as well. Conjugated differently right it's uh i don't do you know do you know do you know french at all i do so it's like uh you know when you say vous instead of tu or tu tu um a toi yeah. vous yeah, 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 instead yeah. of toi yeah new, it's kind of like uh new soixante. it's more it's a more uh more um formal Comment vous appelez-vous yeah it's a more formal thing like you're trying to if you if you would say um um, comment, uh, comment tu versus comment allez-vous or whatever, uh, whatever yeah. it is in French. Yeah, comment tu te pelle versus but, comment vous appelez-vous. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's like a vous, vous voyez, I think is the verb, where you're like, you're, it's a, a higher respect. 
Yeah. Or like to an yes. elder or something like that. I think that's very specific to French, though. I don't think it's coming in here yeah. with okay. this. Yeah, I don't, and I don't know much about about Spanish. Uh, but well, I to think me, it says it's, it's singular and a plural. So he's like, how are you, friend, in the song? But he's like, how are right. you, friends, in the title of the song? Gotcha. Like he's speaking to one person in the actual song lyrics, but in the in the yeah, it's the one. And the one thing that I also think is maybe inaccurate is that they don't have any accent on any of the letters because in Como Esta, there's like an accent on the A. I uh-huh. Is what I, I know, the brief Google search that I did on that phrase. There's an accent on the A, and there doesn't appear to be an accent in the lyrics. Yeah. There seems to be an accent in... on Como as well, C-O-M-O, on the first oh, yeah. O. Yeah. Okay. Which accent is it? The... It's a accent uh, grave. Oh, the... Uh, which I'm talking about in French now. Yeah, the left one. The one that goes to the left. Well, no, it goes to the right. Accent aigu. Oh, this accent aigu. aigu. Does that not go to the, the right? <laughs> yeah, that goes to the right. A- agu. Oh, it's an agu then. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Because Como, I would have thought had like the circumflex. <laughs> Fucking hell, circumflex. Haven't thought about that in about two decades. <laughs> circumflex. Yeah, cir- circumflex. Vous avez à la fête. Oui. À la fête, et je mange. Uh, um, le hamburger, and yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you know what I like about French? Uh, Nothing. Uh, it's it's pretty fun to to speak sometimes, but um, potatoes. Yeah. Or pommes de terre. Oh, pommes de terre. Yeah. Pommes de terre. Earth apples. <laughs> pommes de terre. Yeah. No uh, apples of the ground. Yeah. Yeah. Earth apples. I yeah. quite like that phrase. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's good, all right, yeah. yeah. All right. So, uh, why don't you uh, from apples of the ground to como esta amigo. So, this is so fun. Do you know what's interesting here, actually? Sorry, Anna, like a a serious point here. So, this is about the Falklands War now. Don't ask me too much about the Falklands War, other than it was fought between Britain and Argentina over ownership of a few islands. Um, And it was recent, too. Well, it was 1982. Yeah, Uh, that's pretty recent. I would have. So, before I. Yeah, before I before I did any deep dive onto the into this song, I knew it was a historical reference, and but I just assumed it was like centuries ago. No, like yeah, Falklands was quite recent. That was like when Margaret Thatcher was in power and all. Um, mm. So it's actually the exact fortieth anniversary of the start of the Falklands War right now right. today. As a, as a Canadian, so um, sorry, I, I think I you should react asked, to that more strongly. It's the fortieth anniversary of the Falklands War today. Oh shit! <laughs> wow, April first? No, April second. April second. It's still April first here. Yeah, so that's I why am. I didn't react where strongly, am, buddy. That's why I didn't react strongly. <laughs> no, because you, you weren't listening to me. <laughs> yeah, you're right. So uh, this morning, um, I asked uh, Dan Mortimer, who's British, for um, be- because this was the one song that I didn't really do much um research or digging into i asked him what he thought about it and i'm like i knew it was a historical reference and he's like what the fuck you don't know that like it's about the falkland Islands? like what? shame on you like as if like it's uh very common no, it's, it's not world news very common but as a british person i could uh, understand what he's getting at because it's a very recent event in their history yeah but it wouldn't have made the news in canada Right, and that's kind of why what my perspective is. I'd never even heard about the. the, the I mean, it might have made the like the fourth alive. or fifth item on the news, you know. Probably, and if if I was alive back then, I probably yeah. would remember it, but I wasn't, and and you know, so I don't remember anything about this particular war. So, um, uh, yeah. but as a, as a British person, you 
who is a, approximately our age or slightly younger, they probably know more about, you know, the the recent wars that the country has been yeah, in. They probably uh, do, yeah, but like know. I wouldn't expect Canadians to know uh, yeah. as much about it or any well, thank you for uh, making me feel better. <laughs> any any nationality that was like <laughs> geographically quite far away removed from this, like yeah, like it seems sort of uh, like random and unimportant, right? Like just like a ra- like just an eye. Uh, it's it's just like an uh, an island or like a s- few islands. Yeah, uh, you know what? Uh, well, I wouldn't say unimportant. I would say I yeah. I don't want. I don't mean that. Uh, like h- hundreds of people died. <laughs> Yeah, and I don't mean to say that it's not important. It's just like it's kind of why why are you like just let them have like you're you're, you're Great Britain. You got this empire in Europe. Why do you care about these uh, islands I, in like South America? I, uh, there's I, don't a, know. I mean there's a, there's a deep I, lengthy history that we could go yeah. into. Yeah. But rather than do that, let's direct people towards Uncle Steve's Iron Maiden's own, where Andrew Whitnell did an episode with Steve about right. this. Right, and I never listened to this, so... And I didn't listen to it either, but I did listen to the first 10 minutes of it there today, just to get some bearings on the topic. Um, but I know, based on previous, uh, what do they call it, um, Somewhere Back in Time episodes that they've done, I listened to the first three, I think this is episode five, and I'll tell you even when it was out, because I took a screenshot. Um <clears throat> yeah, Whitnell, he would know. It was out on the 30 f- 31st of August 2021. So if you want to go and listen to an episode of Uncle Steve's Iron Maiden's Own specifically about to get the Como Esta Amigos and about yeah. the Falklands War, go and listen to that. Not not this podcast. Yes. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah. what I was going to say was... Disclaimer. Um, Disclaimer. We don't know shit about Yeah, like... Well, I mean, like, I did a, I did a brief bit of history, like looking up but like at the same time like this is not we're not purporting to be historians no andrew is kind of a, a casual historian um and steve not is me andrew. steve is his platform no not yeah. not you, not, no. you. <laughs> 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 not you no you can see how the listener would be confused andrew whitnell sorry on on steve's podcast anyway yeah, yeah so i got just you. rudimentary <laughs> to use that word again information um 255 British soldiers were killed, 775 wounded, 115 were captured, and on the Argentinian side, 649 people were killed, 1,670, sorry, 1,657 were wounded, and 11,313 Argentinians were captured as a result of this war. So who, who quote-unquote, won the war? Britain. Britain won the war. Okay, so I guess those islands are English. Well, you know, English is you know it's too specific a term. Uh, they're they are a British overseas territory which have self governance. So okay, I mean, kind like, of like a lot of the like Caribbean little islands, right? Like uh, or Barbados Canada, or like <laughs> yeah, yeah, that little <laughs> island of Canada. <laughs> <laughs> don't you have the fucking queen on your coins yeah we sure do we still have that like constitutional monarchy whatever that means yeah do you know what that means actually as a canadian do you know what that means i mean sort of it, it like i don't really understand it, it's kind of just like a, a procedural thing where any law that gets passed has to go through the House of Commons, which is the same as in Britain, it's the House of Commons, and then through the Senate, and then it goes through royal assent, which is gets signed by like the Governor General, who represents the the monarchy of Britain. That's kind of in a nutshell. Of, I guess we're still kind of a a young nation. Like Canada was only eighteen sixty seven uh, was when Canada was established. And that's relatively young, I guess, compared to the U.S., which is 1776, and then Britain is before that. So Anyway, we're getting too deep into history and <laughs> politics here. Yeah, it's great, though. I love this. Okay, so we're talking about the Falklands War. This was okay. a war between Argentina and Britain. 
Over. I see. Um, I see. Nesbit is online and he's listening to Fortunes of War right now. No um, way. Yeah. Oh, Nesbit. Oh, Nesbit. <laughs> we should get him on the call after. You surprised me so. Yeah, <laughs> we will. Um, why don't we, Why don't we play the, uh, the little intro? Okay. Just before we get to that, so it's like a, a war that's been fought between Argentina and Britain over ownership of the Falkland Islands kicked off on the 2nd of April 1982 when Argentina occupied the Falkland Islands and Britain responded on the 5th of April. Um, so Blaise Bailey, when he visited Argentina, I'm guessing... Yeah, I did. I read something about this. I'm guessing too. in 95, 96 when he was on the X Factor, he was so shocked that like any nation could launch an attack on the Argentinian people because he felt that they were so pleasant and nice and and he felt that like at that time he, he had a realisation that really wars are started by politicians and not people and the whole concept of it is, right, is absolutely right. futile exactly and it's and it's like if I were to place myself in any war in any of human history and you'd just place me in the battlefield and you, or I don't know how I would react, you know, like you're trying to, you're, you're given orders to kill these people, but you're face to face with another human life. And it's, and maybe they don't speak your language and, uh, and it's, you can't really communicate with them, but it's like, it's still a human being yeah. that you're being ordered to kill. And I can't, fa- I, I can't. Fa- well, I mean, like, I, I mean, if you were to be placed in any war, that would be like, that would just be ridiculous because really what you'd. Right. Because there's, a, there's always historical context. Well, there's like an indoctrination, like, at, at, like, you know, you're like, right. oh, we need yeah. to go and we need to fight the Japanese or we need to fight the Koreans or we need to fight the Vietnamese. I'm just thinking of America at the moment, actually. <laughs> um, and like they're, they, yeah. they, they'd be justified and indoctrinated into this well before they were placed in a war um so you know just actually transposing you into a war and asking you to kill a stranger well yeah that's absolutely mental yeah. Yeah. but like yeah maybe yeah. transposing you into a, a a period in history where you could be like indoctrinated even yeah and even still even still like i don't know if you if if you yourself were on a battlefield holding a rifle or something or you know, centuries ago with like bow and arrow. I, I don't know. I, 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 I can't fathom it. No, it's I can't fathom it either, but it would, it would really completely depend on my upbringing. Like maybe in like two centuries, people wouldn't be able to fathom. Maybe, maybe, maybe people that have been in wars could chime in on this and say, what, like what's, what's going through your mind at that, at, in that moment? Cause I can't fathom I can't fathom it. It's just something that I don't understand quite yet. Um, we've talked about wisdom, and that's something that I I, I still don't quite understand. Is like kill, killing your fellow man for the purpose of whatever purpose it is. As I was saying, though, like I anyway, mean, the purpose is kind of it's um, while while we can take a back seat right now and think of there is no such purpose that would ever convince me to kill someone at the same time we have not lived in a situation where the government is essentially goading us into joining the army to go and kill someone right. and where I conscription can, existed where we had where we had no choice but to join the army and 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 when the media was kind of shielded from like international news where the only information you were being fed was the propaganda of your yeah. own indigenous propaganda. government we talked about that word propaganda on the Sanjitsu exactly yeah but like if of all of all the information you've been fed is like these people are bad and these people are good and kill the bad people <clears throat> you don't have much of a choice and you might think that's a thing of the past it's not really yep it it, it depends no, how you really receive isn't. your information even in the modern internet age it still depends on how you receive your information and who's given it to you and on yep. what you're shielded from and what you're exposed to and who controls that who's and who's censoring what and like yeah man you can't trust anything these days so we're saying it's como esta or este amigos we don't know because it's pluralized even though it's in the singular conjugation when it's said uh, in the actual lyrics but that's the song with the s 
in it though do you pronounce the s because i know in, in french no yeah you don't really no, you don't it's pronounce like the, the z french, no. or with an s you don't ever pronounce the s but in spanish i don't really know because amigos you probably pronounce the s right i actually i really but really estes. don't know. but anyway like like but you know what it's not up to us to learn all the languages of the earth no <laughs> No, it really isn't. Anyone who speaks Spanish, and I think there's a large portion of the population that loves Iron Maiden who speaks Spanish, they could chime in on this. Yeah, but part I mean, there's also uh, like let us. I've, I've spoken to multiple people on on podcasts who don't have English as a first language, and I would never judge them for it either. I would just communicate with yeah. them as best I could, and right, and accept yeah, not, those small little things as just, like little small little things. We're, but I'm curious, as a person who knows two languages, well, you know, I know most of French and I can kind of get by on it. I've heard some Spanish and there's some similarities with French. So that's why I'm, that, anyway, that's why I'm curious about it. That's why I'm, uh. All right. Anyway, let's get into the song, I think. We should. Okay, I'm going to play the intro here. stop it there so the line that stands out to me there is when blaze sings should we try to remember what is wrong and what is right and i yeah i think that's one of the things that probably during a war is irrelevant because each side thinks it's right and then afterwards is discarded because the war is finished and it's like should yep. we try to remember what's wrong, what's right? Well, it doesn't matter anymore. It's gone. It's done. It doesn't matter. The thing right. we were fighting for has actually expired. It's redundant. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's it's a really concise way of putting that. It's like the redundancy of your, of your drive, of your, of your motivation. Uh, it's just captured in that sentence. Yeah. I think um, the title says it all in the word amigo yeah like friend as if like i don't want to like i don't want to kill you you're yeah you're not my enemy you yeah you're not my enemy and what am i even doing here what what like my government or whoever my captain or superior is telling me to do this but I'm trying to have my own mind and try to think of what what is wrong, what is right. And you're on the battlefield and you're speaking to this person who doesn't speak English. What are you going to say? Como esta, amigo? That's how that's how I uh, yeah. That's how I interpret it. Yeah, it reminds me of the. Um, it's a rudimentary. But that's how, kind of how I would uh, interpret this. That. This whole song reminds me kind of of War Pigs by Black Sabbath. It was like uh, politicians hide themselves away. They only started the war. Why should they go out to fight? They leave that role to the poor. <laughs> and, uh, mm. This kind of reminds me of that. It's like, yeah, my enemy is not my, or sorry, my, my, the, the opposing soldier is not my enemy. More likely it's yeah. my friend. I don't even know why right. I'm fighting. It's been imposed upon me. Right. It's a directive. The person that you're you're told to that the person that you're told is your enemy could be your best friend or you know something. It's just it's so fucked. Yeah, there's lots of really like think of that. I can't I can't fathom that really. There's lots of very poignant um like series and films that explore this theme. I don't know. Have you ever seen Bandit Brothers? 
yes, and um, Full Metal Jack. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, Band of Brothers in particular and, stands out uh, in my mind. Where I, I seem to remember like soldiers of the opposing sides, like getting along with one another and okay. bonding with one another and like having camaraderie yeah. and mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. they don't want to kill each other certainly and like they're right, capturing the right. other side and they're like but they're right, like right. having the crack with them like and like yeah. and why wouldn't you they're people of your same age yeah probably have the same interests as you yeah they're just from another just country fun. Like, it's it's uh, like i <sighs> it makes me glad that i wasn't born during such a time where right. it would have been expected of me to Go out to war. To war. Yeah. Yeah. To fight. To shoot people. It's fucked. It's fucked. To shoot people dead. I can't. can't, uh, And how that would affect you. I'm like, sorry, it's it's not as if it's not even still going on to this day. But like, I mean. Right. But uh, uh, how that would affect you as a human, as you're trying to. um, My God. I can't even. And actually has been in this. Quite like the film as well, Born on the 4th of July. Have you seen that film? I have not. Can I ask you a question? Yeah. Have you seen any films? <laughs> <laughs> a couple. <laughs> right. Have you seen any culturally significant that's a, films? That's a really personal question. <laughs> <laughs> have you seen any culturally significant films? No, I have a, one of my buddies... Uh, actually in the wedding party uh he makes fun of me often because uh, there's like so many movies that i that i haven't seen that but like what were you doing as a child or a teen or a, like an early i mean teen? i've seen i've seen a fair bit of movies but there's a lot of like very famous movies that i haven't seen <laughs> like uh, uh saving private ryan i haven't seen born on uh, the fourth of july you haven't seen full haven't metal seen jacket that one. No, I have seen Full Metal Jacket. Oh, you have seen Full Metal Jacket? Yeah. Sorry, okay. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. There was another one that came up earlier. I was like, that's... Oh, uh, The Shining. The Shining? Yeah. <laughs> Where were you when everyone else was watching The Shining? What were you doing? Well, I don't know, man. Wasn't it released in like the 70s? <laughs> no, it was released in 1980. Okay. Well, it's almost the 70s. Sorry, does that, like, does, is that a factor in in what films you'll watch? Well, yeah, I, 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 I don't... I don't know. I was never influenced to watch a lot of those. Have you not movies. like watched any films from the thirties or forties or fifties? Have you seen Rear Window or Nope Psycho or uh, American Psycho? Is that the one? <laughs> no. Psycho is that the Norman Bates? Yeah, yeah, I've seen that. No, you haven't. You've just yes, I have seen a no, reference in The Simpsons. No, I've seen I've seen Bates Motel, but I've also seen the original Psycho. Have you indeed? No, not, I have. not the nineteen ninety eight one. No. Recently, <laughs> all right, okay. The, it's black and white. I know that. All right, okay, okay. You're on the right yeah. track there. It is black and white. Yeah. Whew. Have you yeah, seen High Fidelity? I, no. Uh, for somebody who likes music, you should watch that. Okay. You should send me a list of uh, Scarface. Watch. Yeah, see, I've never seen any of those. Of the you haven't Godfather seen Scarface? Goodfellas? No. <laughs> so it seems like you haven't seen the older films that like predate your birth. Uh, some, well, I mean, some of them, I guess, but not not all of the like culturally significant ones. Um, after Robin Williams died, I watched um, uh, Good Morning Vietnam. That's a good one. Oh, yeah. That's another one that uh, I saw that like twenty five years ago. I don't even remember it. That's another one about like camaraderie of uh, there was a part of it of where like what the fuck are we even doing here? Kind of. Oh, absolutely, yeah. It's like why are we at war? Uh, let's yeah. all try and fucking find some humor, or solace in humor. Yeah. Um, should we get to the no more tears part and then? All right. So yeah. So he kicks into the no more tears part here. Let's have a listen.
All right. So to me, like those are fucking beautiful vocals. Okay. How anyone can displays as being a bad singer, oh. like it's beyond me. Having listened to that, like sometimes I think the people who displays actually haven't listened to the songs or the albums. Yeah, agree. Um, you know what this song reminds me of is uh, Blaze's solo song, "A Thousand Years." Uh, you know, I, I would live, live for a thousand, for a thousand years. years. <laughs> I will live for a thousand years. The redemption no of William Black. Will I be ruled by fear? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh, I mean, I think this is probably exactly like that. Better than that. that. Yeah, probably. But when I saw Blaze live, he he uh, closed with that song, and that's what I kind of remember the most. A thousand years. Yeah. Right. Um, but yeah, like it, this to me is like um, no more tears, no more tears. If we live for a hundred years, amigo, no more tears. It's basically saying like, can we live in harmony for the rest of our lives? Is it possible? And shouldn't we? Shouldn't we live in harmony? Yeah. If only we could, I think is probably the the prevailing sentiment. If only we could live in harmony for a hundred years yeah. for the rest of our lives. Maybe we can, maybe we can't. Nothing really further to say on that. Okay, so there's a there's a really interesting part here where it gets a bit heavier. So let's have a listen to that. read some of these lyrics here so uh if we do forget them and the sacrifice they make will the wickedness and sadness come to visit us again shall we dance the dance in sunlight shall we drink the wine of peace shall our tears be of joy shall we keep at bay the beast Hmm. so if we do forget them and the sacrifice they make so he's kind of saying like it's a possibility that we might forget the fallen, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, will the yeah, wickedness? Yeah, we talked about this in uh, Senjutsu as well. Absolutely. So, will the wickedness yeah. and sadness come to visit us again? So he's basically saying, if we forget them, if we forget the people who have died for this futile war as it was, yeah, is that like are we being bad people if we should forget we ce- them? Yeah, should should we be celebrating with the people that we're supposed to be enemies with? Yeah. Will sadness come to visit us again? Will the wickedness and sadness? Um, shall we dance the dance in sunlight? Shall we drink the wine of peace? So it's kind of like saying, yeah, like you're saying, shall we be celebrating? Will we drink the wine of peace? Like depending on who wins, who loses. Um, yeah. Shall our tears be of joy? Shall we keep at bay the beast? Mm, nice reference to the beast. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um, so yeah it's kind of like a, it's a mixed bag of like emotions here it's it's. I think it's like um, being caught between being celebratory as an English person for claiming the Falkland Islands but also trying Having to put, your, put yourself in the shoes of the people who had to die for that kind of yeah Clamation. Yeah, it's another juxtaposition of emotion. I think it's like a celebration, but also a remembrance. 
Exactly. Like, so shall we drink the wine of peace? Well, I mean, there was a lot of fucking misery and bloodshed and war in order for that peace. And the peace really was like that England won, you know, or Britain won. Um, yeah. Shall we keep at bay the beast? Probably, you can probably never keep at bay the beast. You can probably never silence those who would have spoken out. You can probably never minimize those who like who would have fought who like who did fight we might be getting fatigued here and <laughs> no, we're gonna finish up soon now don't worry okay <laughs> so 240 so this is some of the best riffing oh. i've heard this yeah is... the uh the solo is excellent and it's only one solo and it's yannick around like th- if you played around three minutes okay but before we get to that this is some of the best yeah. riffing i've heard on, yeah. on an iron yeah. red album so here we go right Here comes the solo. Right, and it goes back into that soloing there, but I mean, to me, that's so good. God, am I like, again, like I, I will say again. People who dismiss this album for being musically inept and maybe lyrically or vocally inept, I don't know if they've ever actually listened to it. I don't know if they've listened to the solos. I don't know if they've listened yep. to the guitar riffs. Uh, because when I listen to or them, any of the vocals, yeah, I think they're I think they're fantastic. Yeah, this this song is very very good. I would place it quite highly. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's I it's. It's strange that they never once played it live. They played every other song on this album. I can't understand. I wonder is it because it's kind of back in 1998 this was a recent yeah. thing. Like this was like this was yeah, a it was a pretty recent. That wasn't quite healed. Like it's all yeah. right for them to write about World War 1 and World War 2 or Alexander the Great or whatever um in vivid terms, yeah. but like yeah. to write about the Falklands War. I don't know if it's necessarily still too recent to 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 discuss like World yeah. War One and Two are a long time ago. Like, but now it's like, uh, I don't know. It's like, well, back in the nineties, let's say it was, um, it was a very recent event, and yeah, in the early two thousands, very recent event, and then that song probably just got lost in the shuffle. Yeah, yeah, I guess it's fair. All right, I'm just gonna finish off with a final clip from this. So it's about three fifty seven. He's like, inside the scream is silenced. Yeah, I like that line. kind of the end of the song uh, mm-hmm. i do love the line inside the scream is silent inside yeah. it must remain yeah. to me it's like me too it's again it's like the futility of war so like you're yeah. screaming inside but you know what's wrong but you have you you're ordered to do something that you don't agree with exactly yeah uh, and like it's not like the first time Iron Maiden have written about the futility of war. It's like one of their most yeah. recurring themes. Um, but yeah, I think this finishes the album on a fucking triumphant uh, end. Like, well, like, like this is this is a triumphant ending for the album, in my opinion. Yeah, and it is kind of. Um, do you feel that it is kind of like Blaze's swan song? <laughs> yeah, because it's it's his kind of last recorded song on any maiden album i guess and it's kind of like well i mean to go back emotional to go back to the themes we discussed from the earlier tracks in the album where like 
it was kind of known that A, he was leaving and B, Bruce was coming back. Yeah. To describe this as his swan song, yeah, it's quite accurate. Um, and he goes out yeah. on a very fucking high note, I think, here yeah. as well. It's yeah, like it's he sings powerful. his best. He sings the best he's ever sung Yeah. Um, on this final song on the album. To me, it's, it's a shame that they haven't done anything with Blaze ever since. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm not saying that they should go backwards and record an album with him or do a tour with him even, but like... The fact that something they're on like Hel- Halloween uh, has done, yes, exactly. That would be so cool. The fact that they're on such good terms, like it's it's unfortunate. And Blaze has come really come into his own as a singer now. Like when he's like singing in his own register and he's writing his own songs and he's with his own band, I think he's singing excellently. It's a shame that they haven't done anything with that or done something with that. Like and, and yeah. like I wouldn't even expect them really to go anywhere near Paul Diano because he's just a fucking mess and yeah. like bad news and like getting involved with Diano with like in 2022 was like probably a very very bad decision but like Blaze Bailey is is clean as a fucking whistle like yeah, there's no there's nothing he, he, I don't think he's ever said anything negative about no. his that the whole the whole thing but also his personal as as life his, his whole professional life he's clean as a whistle he gets yeah. gigs all over the world all the time yeah. every year I don't think I've ever read anything there is no negative. black mark hanging over him from any promoter or yeah. any country or anything like I'd love to see him get involved one more time before they finish up it would be cool it would be really cool if they did just even I don't know even record something with like both of them, yeah. I don't know what song, but even do something as as, as cheesy or as fucking pathetic as like Bruce and and Blaze singing the Clansman. I would yeah. pop for that, like <laughs> yeah, for sure. Well, like kind of like with Halloween, it's like both singers will sing exactly like each other's songs, yeah, and they harmonize together, and it's fucking awesome. It's beautiful, yeah. Okay, right. We're we're finishing up now. We've just done yeah. virtual eleven. It's been a it's been a slog, and it's been a long time. It's um, been an excellent journey. So I I reckon the combined episodes of this are going to be between six and seven hours long. Um, so it's a long time for somebody to listen to uh, analysis of an album that is one seventh of that length in itself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 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 that's funny when you think of it like that so if you have stuck with this through I don't know how many errors this is going to be 5, 6 or 7 errors I'm not sure but it's going to be one of those uh, if you stuck with us through all of these episodes and you're listening to this we thank you and we're thank very you. glad you made it to the end this has been an f- absolute pleasure for me Andrew any final words Hopefully it is worth it for the listener as well, because it has been one of the most fulfilling things that I've done this year. Very good. Okay. And that's that's how I felt also about our Sunjutsu review. So. And that was last year, so yeah, that's yeah, fair enough. Exactly. Any final words on uh, Virtual Eleven, the album, or just a summary? I mean, it's... The two words that we described earlier in this episode, overlooked and underappreciated. Yeah. I think would sum it up quite nicely because there's so much quality material on this album that gets overlooked for reasons unknown. But but it's but there's a lot of quality material here. So if you yeah, if, if anybody has not given it a proper listen, I encourage you to do so with an open mind. That's, yeah. That's all I can really, really say on that. Excellent. Okay, I will yep. summarize my my own final thoughts yep. by saying, please do. The the album maybe has two bad songs, but Future Real, Lightning Strikes Twice, The Clansman, When Two Worlds Collide, The Educated Fool, Camo Esta Amigos, all have uh, something excellent. to offer. Yeah. And if you've listened to this, like Andrew said, and you haven't heard the actual album, uh, and you enjoyed the music from those clips, please go and investigate it. To me, it's an Iron Maiden album. And if you're not listening to it and you're an Iron Maiden fan and it's due to some sort of bias or preconceived notion or predisposed position or whatever, (laughs) I think those things mean the same thing. Please go and listen to it. If you're only not listening to it out of bias, please go and listen to it because there's a lot of good 
and two well, excellent music available on that album. To be fair, if anyone who's still listening to us at this point who hasn't listened to the album in depth, I would be very surprised. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. Okay. Yeah. And on that note, I'm going to leave it there. So thanks, Andrew. Let's I really it. appreciate you joining me for three episodes. Uh, and this actually makes it six episodes for you that you've been on. Yeah. For feckin' metal more than any other person ever. I so can't wait to see you in Ireland in person and vice versa at my wedding. Absolutely. So happy yeah. you're coming. So th- these will be released in April in 2022. I'll be seeing you in June in my home country. And you'll yeah. be seeing me and yours in September all going yeah. well. Fuck, isn't that so cool, man? Yeah, it is. It is great. Yeah. And Iron Maiden brought us together back in 2018 yeah. in the yeah. Carton Horses. Exactly. And that's the whole reason we're together right now, too. All right. So on that note, I'm going to leave it there. This has been great. Thank you for joining us. And I will see you next time. All right. So that was my Virtual Eleven series with Andrew Bry, which has finally come to an end. Maybe there will be a part six or an addendum where I get Andrew on to talk about the feedback we got for the last three episodes or two episodes, I think. Um, but yeah, look, thanks to anyone new who listened. Thanks to everyone who's already been listening to Feckin' Metal for sticking with me. I know I take ridiculous breaks. That's just apparently who I am. But I'm always thinking about things to be doing on upcoming episodes. I'm always planning. I've got plenty of ideas and I have plenty of things in the planning stages and some in the can. So if you continue to bear with me, there will be more episodes coming at you pretty soon. That's going to do it for this episode of Fecka Metal. Next time I see it, it'll be for the Armstrong Gun interview I did recently with Dan and Cameron and Lewis. And just generally, thank you for listening and spreading the word. Okay, see you next time. (laughs) 